Osiris. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a second to tell you about Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Head to factormeals.com stormsound50 and use code stormsound50 to get 50% off your first box and along with two free wellness shots per box while the subscription is active. That's code stormsound50 at factormeals.com stormsound50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while your subscription is active. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. All right. Hello, everybody. We are back for another episode of Always Almost There, Day After Show Live. Hello. Hello. We're back. Just the two of us today. Uh, No guest, unfortunately, but uh, we both webcasted. Uh, Neil did fall asleep uh, at set break last night, um, you know, which means he is never allowed to make fun of me for doing so again. Um, But he was able to catch up on the show this morning and to catch up this morning. You're wearing a nice shirt too. I got the Garboose on today. Garboose. It's, it's a Garboose kind of day. It's Garboose kind of day. Um, <laughs> just, yeah, it, it felt right this Why morning. Not? I just, I had to do it. Why not? Why not? Uh, now, before we get started, um, as always a word from our sponsor, uh, storm sound is sponsored by Averzio wellness. Averzio Functional Mushrooms are here to help right now, whether you are gearing up for a show, going to sleep afterwards, or recovering and restoring the day after. With a wide range of health benefits, Averzio Mushrooms help you make the most out of the moment through the ancient healing properties in their highly potent fruiting bodies. The organic certified therapeutic potency and their planet positive refill system are two of the many standout reasons that Averzio is my choice supplement. Be clear, chill, balanced, energized, protected, focused, and calm in the moment with Averzio Mushrooms. Use code STORMSOUND15 for 15% off your order. Available to ship anywhere in the U.S. and Canada. You can also click that link right there um, in the chat, which will take you to order with your 15% off automatically applied. Pretty cool. Um, So let's talk about last night a little bit. Uh, Interesting show, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, there there are some elements. I, I think there wasn't much jamming last night, which we mm-hmm. spent a lot of time talking about, but there was some really cool stuff that I'm excited to dig into. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, so we so we get going uh, with a Yeti out the gate, you know, always a fun opener uh, into Bob Don without, unfortunately. I realized today I felt like it had been done more times, but there have only been five widths in the past oh, year. You got the stats. I, I looked at it last night and it was like, you know, KC 
Chicago, mm-hmm. Portland, uh, uh, Cleveland, and then uh, recently New Orleans. So it's got to be a special show. It's a. It's got to be those, a special. Those show. Those are some heavy hitter shows that you just whip. listed there. True, this is so. true. Uh, you and know, then, much like the uh, the Doc Brown second song first set is the harbinger of a good show. Maybe a Bob Don with also kind of fits in that category. A Bob Don with is just awesome. Yeah. So. So you know what's interesting about this? Like looking right away at this, and then kind of later in the set, it feels like Goose cleared the deck of songs that were kind of hanging in the wind that needed to be played. Mm. Um, like, I, I think they wanted to get one more Bob Don in there before the tour was over one more Yeti. Yeah. And then and I, later you're going to hear like a couple that like, were just waiting to be played. Yeah. And well, what's, I, I think... what's also interesting is that they played Bob Don and Yeti in Dallas last year. So I wonder if maybe they're looking at last year's Dallas set list and not wanting to repeat, but you know, they've kind of shown this tour that they're not really, that concerned about it nope yeah even, even think... in even in this show they played a western sun in okc last year feels so. like an appropriate place to play that song i thought it was just going to be in texas at some point early on yeah never got like played until tonight stubs or acl even but yeah yeah but yeah as you mentioned you know clearing the deck like we get two tour debuts in this set which are life on the shelf and lead the way both coming off of you know decent gaps i think shelf actually a shorter gap than usual um Oh no, about the same. The last the last three gaps for shelf have been fifteen, fifteen, and fourteen, which which seems to be around Well wow. almost like clockwork average. Yeah. You know, it, it was it was debut and then four, then three, then fifteen, then four, then ten, fifteen, fifteen, fourteen. So hmm. kind of kind of around that kind of range uh, for an average show gap on the shelf. Very interesting. So, and it was cool that they kind of slipped this one in there. Yeah, 15 shows on the shelf. Yeah, 15 shows on the shelf. Doesn't hurt so bad. Uh, And then we get Hunger Sight, which I think I was expecting tonight, uh, honestly. I I figured they'd get that in Dallas. Molnar uh, reporting in from the Shelf uh, Defenders Association. Uh, Shelf is a banger, he says. Everyone's allowed to have their opinion. Um, So Hunger Sight, this was... Uh, our longest jam of the night, 18 minutes. Uh, really, really solid jam here. You know, you get into that pretty much typical hunger sight mode that we come to expect from it now. Um, and they got into a really cool space at the end where, you know, it got kind of dissonant and spacey. Peter started looping the vibraphone, you know, arpeggiator thing that he he does sometimes. And it's just very cool jam. I wish they would have explored that a little more. Um, but I will not complain about Inside Out. Yeah, no, this was really cool. And the transition into Inside Out was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something that I'm going to probably go back and listen to a couple more times. I didn't get much of a chance to listen to it again today, uh, other than listening to it last night. But at the time, I thought it was really awesome. I'm stoked to listen to it again. And Goose's cover of Inside Out is pretty great. Yeah. So that's you know an exciting addition. And it, they had to have played it at some point during this run, right. With, with spoon being from the Austin area, you, you would kind of expect they were going to drop this one. And I've been kind of thinking about well, and spoon when is at ACL too, aren't they? They, they played the same day uh, last week as goose. Oh man. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm surprised it didn't play it earlier. I thought they were going to play it at some point, maybe at stubs or something like that, but here it is. It finally came out. Yeah. First one since June. Uh, definitely, you know, 
one thing about this tour, we've seen a lot of these rarely played covers come back, um, you know, since we started talking about rarely played covers coming back. But, yep. you know, Inside Out's one of those, like, this is, I think it's second play this year, or third play this year. Um, yeah, it was played in February in Portland, and then uh, in June in Raleigh. Um, this is, it's been around 30 shows, the last two gaps on it, so. Yep, and they crush this one. It's really so good. Awesome. Rick's cover. voice sounds so good on this yeah. one. Yeah, and I love, like, just the, the synth and, like, you know, the way Spuds just kind of plays that, you know, straight, like, quarter note beat pretty much. Just great song. Great song. And then we get Lead the Way to close the set. You know, great Lead the Way. Yeah. But the song is always amazing. Like, really happy to hear this. Shout out to Paige Caruso, um, who is having a C-section in nine days um, for Miss Sadie Caruso. Yeah. Named after the song. Uh, she was very happy about that. Spoon is four to five tomorrow at ACL, and then okay, and then yep. Goose is at seven. But yes, uh, Paige um, was speculating that she might go into labor if uh, Goose played the song this tour, but uh, it did not happen. Did not happen. <laughs> uh, but this lead the way, lead the way is really good. Always nice when they play it. Huge gaps in that song these days. Yeah. Oh my not god. Really played at all anymore, and it's, it's problematic. It's, it's well, it's such a good song. It's such a bummer. I mean, I could see why you really wouldn't want to play it. The subject matter is like kind of sad. <laughs> so, yes, but it's such a good song. It is a good song, and the jam within right is is just spectacular. It's never yeah. bad. It always goes down like the perfect road. Yeah, and in the last this one year, it's no different. In the last year, there have been four lead the way gaps above ten. Yep, which is crazy. Like. Bring it, bring it back into more regular rotation. I, I say, I, I love. I don't song see and, why not. Yeah, I, and we, I mean, and we still eagerly await that twenty-minute version. Well, you're right. Every time we mention "Lead the Way," I have to say that I want them to play a twenty-minute version because it would be great. The jam that's in it is so good, mm-hmm. and just it should be given the twenty-minute treatment. You know, twenty-five-minute treatment. Why not? Hey, we get twenty-five minutes of Arrow all the time. Yeah. Why can't we have 25 minutes of Lead Share the, the Way? Love. Share the yeah. love. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it feels right. It feels like it yeah. should happen. 100%. 100%. Um, and then, so that's that's the set, really. It was like a 65-minute set again, which, you know, we've been seeing a lot of shorter sets this tour, I think, which I wonder why. Yes, Jeff, we will always have the 10, 29, 21 Lead the Way. This is true. This is true. Um, yeah, shorter set, you know, this was a really short show with a long encore, which I found really interesting. You know, they, they've been trending that way a lot. Um, this tour, like even on nights with, you know, a later curfew, they're not playing an hour and a half second set or even an hour, 15 hour, 20 minutes. Sometimes like last night, the curfew was midnight. And instead of playing the second set for, you know, an hour and 15 minutes and then doing an encore, they opted for a 25 minute encore, which I, thought was a really interesting move. Yeah, totally. Well, it, it seemed very planned, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it was a pretty cool choice. Well, and- yeah. Th- actually, the first set being shortened didn't really seem planned, and it, it kind of ended abruptly after Lead yeah, the Way. Yeah, that's true. R- uh, right, we were written- talking about that last night. Yeah, written set list had the set playing out exactly as it did, but uh, with pancakes closing after Lead the Way. So I, I think that actually would have really enhanced the set um, – having that pancakes after, especially because again, they were only at 65 minutes. They definitely had time to throw 
15 minutes of pancakes in it. Right. That was, it was awkward. It, it seemed like some of the band was convinced they were going off the stage and some of the band was not convinced they were going off the stage. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what happened there. There was speculation that, you know, somebody had to go pee. Yeah. <laughs> Something so, like that. I mean, like things happen like that all the time, right? You're on tour and like, you know, being on stage for a really long time, you might just need to get the hell off the stage. Yeah. It, it so, happens. Yeah. And definitely seemed like it happened there. So, so that was like a little bit awkward, but the, the encore section certainly felt planned. Yeah. Like they knew and, they were going to eat up 25 minutes of that encore. And, and, we'll, get, and we'll get there, but yeah, uh, let's talk sure. about the set two first, which is a really interesting second set. So they, they open up with that pancakes uh, that was supposed to close set one, you know, yep. solid pancakes here as it always is very enjoyable jam. And then what's interesting here is, you know, on the written set list, second set was missed Western sun, red bird or Fred bird as coach wrote it. Tomorrow yep. Never Knows, Nights in White Satin, T. And here they decide to audible Ghostbusters rap. Which, very interesting move for second song of set two. I, you know, sometimes I wonder, I, I wonder if the written set list is actually different than what they intend to play. Because they're not going to go out there and play Ghostbusters rap without sound checking it or practicing it once. Yeah. Right, so we don't know what they did at soundcheck, but I assume, at least recently, they must have soundchecked that song, and felt ready to play it. Yeah, but I mean, you know, they played it a lot over the years, but it's been when was the last one? Jeez, I don't even remember. Uh, Philly in March, three eleven. Oh, all right, so I mean, that's a long time. That's seven months. So they had to have soundchecked it at some point, or played it in a practice, and they. They yeah they were holding on to it and so uh, yeah I don't know what happened there it's hard to say exactly what happened mm-hmm. but uh, they felt moved by the moment and they they dropped it um yeah so and it was good I I mean that got a little got a little delivers. jammy in there yeah yeah and it's it's a very fun cover you know right get crowd involvement yeah maybe that's what they felt they needed in the moment we've talked about this a bunch on this this you know this southern swing here they're playing in front of audiences that aren't used to seeing goose. Right. It's only their second time through this neck of the woods. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it looks like the crowd's like a little bit dead because they just, they're not super familiar with the music maybe. Mm-hmm. And maybe they felt like they needed to get people going. And that one is cool. Like I said, it, it has crowd involvement kind of built into the, the whole thing. And I don't know. It's cool. It's a cool cover. You know, I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't dislike it. After Ghostbusters rap, then we get the mist uh, that was planned. Um, you know, solid version here. Nothing really outside the box. Great Trevor, you know, bass solo at the beginning of the jam there. Trevor, again, standing out last night. Um, yeah, for repeatedly, sure. Yep. As, as he does. As he does. And yeah, then, this, yeah. The sorry. mist was really good. Like, Trevor mm-hmm. was really, really good in this mist. So... Um. We're getting it again. Yeah, now um, we're getting spam. We've made it, Ryan. We, that, that's we're how we're getting like really it. bizarre spam in our chat. I'll, that one I'll was pretty it. intense. I actually like wanted to read that one because it seemed kind of funny. But uh, well, I'm sure we'll get another. So it, it'll it'll come back eventually. So I, yeah. after the mist, uh, we get a Western Sun, no jam again. Um, yeah. You know, cool down slot, and then a T um, to close the set for about 15 minutes. So what was interesting here is this one was this set was 62 or 63 minutes, like. Another set just barely breaking the one hour mark, which is really, really interesting. 
I, I, you know, I think I feel like they could have kept going, especially with how long the encore was. Um, and you know, they decided to cut Redbird, um, which was interesting, and move Tomorrow Never Knows and Nights and White Satin to the second set. So I feel like the written, like you know, if they wanted to do pancakes there, uh, if, if they had gone like pancakes, Redbird, Western Sun, Tea with a little or pancakes missed Redbird, Western Sun, Tea, like with a little bit more improv in, I think it may have landed better, but I, I feel like the set felt unfinished. Like, you know, when they dropped into T at the end there, it felt like, Oh, like, you know, we're only just over 45 minutes into the set. Like this feels a little early. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. As things scale, there's gotta be a market for that. Um, yeah. The set was strange, like strangely short, and the tea was pretty hot at the end of this. Uh, yeah. No pun intended. Trevor yeah, Bass solo again. Trevor Bass solo was really, really good. Trevor was all over this set, but this this hot tea kind of better than average Trevor uh, Bass solo um, with a little bit of Trevor Bass singing as well in it. So that was pretty good. There was Trevor Bass singing? Yeah, there was a little bit of, of Rick doing the Trevor Bass. Oh, like, oh, oh. I thought you meant Trevor sang. No, not Trevor singing. The yes. singing of the Trevor Bass cheer yeah whatever or whatever you want to call it but yeah it was awkwardly short i don't know like a two one hour sets is strange yeah i don't know just felt felt weird yeah the show the show hit you know kind of that two like two hours and 35 minutes which isn't abnormally short um for a complete show but it's because 25 minutes of that were in the encore right and so that kind of pushed it towards the normal length of the show. But it, it was just, yeah, it, it was interesting there. And then coming back out for the encore and going into nights was also a very interesting move. Yeah. I mean, this was really cool. I, I think this, I don't want to say it like saved the, the show, but it definitely brought things back to like a pretty exciting place. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I love every bit of this encore. I wish they did stuff like this more often. No kidding. Uh, you know, just kind of playing with the set list a little bit and weaving in and out of a couple really great songs. Nice and White Satin is killer when they do it. Has an awesome peak built into it. Yeah. Slow Ready, also awesome. Yeah. With a huge, huge peak that they actually went pretty hard on in this one. And then Tomorrow Never Knows uh, just crushes when they play it. It's absolutely yeah. a wonderful cover. And well, then it's back been played. In... They, so they've played Tomorrow Never Knows seven times yeah. um, in the band's history. Four of them have been this year. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And what did they play? Like Goosemiss 2019 and yeah. like, yeah. A tease has so... show and then, you know, last fall um, in Atlanta and then San Fran this year, Vermont this year, Radio City. And then last night. Oh, that's right. They did the Yeti. Tomorrow Never Knows in Vermont. Remember that? Yes. I was there. I was there for that. You were there. Um, so, yeah. And then finishing off back into Slow Ready. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I, I hope they do that more often. But, yeah, pr- pretty killer encore. As far as encores go, this is the best one they had all tour. Yeah. Well, also, so. it's, the, it's the first encore with this many songs, you know, since last year the last three song encore was new orleans 2021 yeah and that was like whip it bob don jive lee so nothing nothing crazy but this is you know nights 
slow ready tomorrow never knows slow ready that, that yeah that slow or the slow ready jam coming out of that tomorrow never knows jam was so so good yeah well i think everybody was taken by surprise with yeah. that one i know i was shocked even though i knew the set list when i was listening to it for the first time just how well they executed that transition yeah yeah for sure it was it was excellent and that's last night's show, which is, you know, it's interesting that we've gotten through it so fast, but there's not, you know, wasn't a ton to unpack. Yeah. I mean, like I said, at the start of this, there just, there weren't that many jams. Hunger site had a little bit of a jam that I, I think is really interesting that you can mm-hmm. kind of pick apart a little bit. Uh, Hot tea had a pretty extended segment with the Trevor bass solos and, and all of that. And then I don't know. Mist was actually pretty cool in the yeah. show. I really enjoyed this mist, but, um, I mean, it's missed and they all kind of sound a lot alike. So there's yeah. not much to kind of dissect there. And then Ghostbusters rap, same deal. I, I think when you've, when you've heard Ghostbusters rap, you've kind of heard pretty much all that's going to be on the table there when they play it. Yeah. Yeah. This one, I think went a little bit more outside the box than it usually does, but it was still, you know, a Ghostbusters rap. So interesting. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah. I mean, you know, short, Short show, short you, sets. Short, you did uh, have you did have podcast. Uh, some other topics you wanted to hit on. I, I I don't think we talked about it yesterday though. That uh, Goose is submitting a couple of things for Grammy consideration, which right I think is pretty cool. Interesting that they're going for the Americana category. Um, I don't what, know what's, what's your in take that on category. That? Yeah, I, I yeah I genuinely have no idea what is in the Americana category. I don't know, you know what else is in there? Like, does it set, does drip field sound a lot like other Americana stuff? I don't know. Like I, I, I would have figured it, they would have gone for like an indie or alternative kind of thing. Right. And when I think of Americana, I think of like bands with acoustic guitars and banjos and stuff. Something that <laughs> um, maybe you'd find in Nebraska. Yeah. Nebraska. Uh, oh, are we going there? Are, are we? Uh, I, don't yeah, know. I, so, fig- I figured the opportunity presented itself. We got well, time. all right. You know, so yesterday I took some heat for <laughs> trashing some states <laughs> and then I made a new promise. Americana is a new category. There you go. I didn't know that there was ever not a category, but, yeah. you know, the term's been around for a while. In any case, I made a promise earlier today that I would trash a new state to take a little bit of heat off of Wisconsin. And who else did I go after yesterday? Arkansas. You went after Arkansas. You would, yeah. You went uh, after Arkansas. It was a spirited debate. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think today, after having talked with Vickers, uh, the plan was to take a shot at Nebraska, but there's like really nothing to make fun of with Nebraska. So I think we're just going to have to move past that. Um, maybe maybe my my reign of terror of making fun of of states has to come to an end here. We don't want too much controversy on the podcast. Was it wasn't much of a reign? It's been. 24 hours <laughs> gotta sing the corn song <laughs> but so um, b- back to the back to the grammy conversation um, yes you know that the the um drip fields is submitted for best americana album and then hunger site for best american roots song and best americana performance for some reason for me when i think of like american roots song i think of like you know like in a farm somebody wearing like an american flag outfit like, yeah, you know, performing at like a fall harvest festival or something. Yeah, that's what I think of, too. I don't understand it. But I mean, I also haven't looked at the categories, so yeah. I, I have no idea what the heck I'm saying. And furthermore, I, although Goose is kind of indie rock adjacent, 
with their music and they're very much into that sound and they're kind of pushing in that direction. I, I don't think their Driftfield would be accepted as an indie rock album by the community that listens to indie rock. That's fair. And, you but know, is I, the I say song Driftfield Americana. That's no, the, no, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> like think, so. I don't think so at all. Um, so I, I so, think Hunger Sight on its own probably has a better chance in that category than the album just because of that. And there's something like, you know, would you call the album version of Hot Tea or Slow Ready Americana? Um, no. I feel no, like the first two songs of the album could maybe do pretty well in there. But I, I feel like it's too indie. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe just, it's one of those things, too, that they don't really fit in a category. Yeah. Because that's just not... They should win the Grammy for Best Goose Album of the Year. Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of the thing. It's they're they're shoehorning themselves into kind of broader categories of you know genres that you know they're a jam band, dude. Maybe, maybe the whales. There is could, no. Maybe the whales yeah. could be Americana Molnar. Yeah, that's a good. It's a good point. Uh, Jeff Hill asks when I'm gonna bust on Canada, which I say I won't. It's Always. just too easy. Yeah. I mean, it's what everybody does. Um, we're trying to you know think outside the box here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And not just trash Canada all the time. Yes. I mean, we could, but like it, it would be just a recurring theme. Moonrise, Moonrise I think, okay. could be in the Americana category. That's the one that two I think. Two acoustic guitars, you know? I, I can yeah. imagine two guys at like a farm harvest festival dressed as an American flag playing Yeah, Moonrise. Yeah, you know, you're like sipping cider, like mulled cider, you know, even having like a cider donut. Somebody's like playing Moonrise. That, that's what I think of when I think of Americana. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, yeah. Fall. But it's yeah, like it's a still warm nearby. enough for somebody to, you know, be wearing like a big red, white, and blue hat and yeah. dressed as an American flag. And they yeah. have an acoustic guitar on the stage there and there are hay bales and like, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like an we're American talking about Nebraska right now. Oh, yeah. there we go. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Let's circle back to Nebraska. Yeah. It, it, it all circles back nicely. But yeah, I, I'm interested to see how that goes. I, I do hope they get the nomination um, and I hope they win. That would be amazing. Yeah. I hope people listen to their music because it's yeah. awesome. And this album is awesome and it deserves some recognition. Yeah. Hung- Hunger Sight, you know, again, I don't, I don't want to knock on the album's chances in the Americana category, but I, I feel like Hunger Sight on its own might have a bit more of a chance in that kind of realm of music. But again, I, I don't know what they're up against. Yeah. And, you know, they, they are not nominated for this yet. They're just su- submitted for consideration which I didn't realize was the thing that people announce until oh, yeah. now. But also, I don't pay attention to the Grammys at all. I will I be paying have. attention if Goose gets nominated. Well, of course. If, if they get nominated, <laughs> that'd be interesting. And then I think we can get a real idea of what the Americana category is. And yeah. like, maybe I can Google this. Even if they but... don't get nominated, I'm interested to see what's in that category. because Right, yeah. I, I, I want to know. I Now I'm just going to like speculate and just say random things, but um, I wish them luck. I, I hope they they do get nominated. Yeah. After being submitted for consideration. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I hope they then sell we, a then whole we can ton of records. Like, you know, Grammy nominated album Dripfield. Right. Or Which you know is... every every time they play Hunger Sight, it will now be no not notated on the set list. Grammy nominated song, Hunger Sight. Kevin uh, Cowley was uh, is repenting for his lie earlier that he said Americana was a new category. Debuted in 2010. Thank you for that piece of trivia, though, Kevin. We so now we can not... go back and, and look at what else kind of fits into that category. Yeah. 
So I'm excited for it. I'm excited to do the research. Ryan, you can fact check it. Yeah. As, as uh, we go on now. Who won last year? Oh, um, in, in 2021, the best Americana album was Native Sons by Los Lobos. Fascinating. I wouldn't consider Los Lobos Americana. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong there. Sarah Jarose in Los 2020. Lobos. Okay. Oklahoma by Keb Moe in 2019. All right. Okay. Brandy Carlisle won it in 2018. The Nashville Sound, Jason Isbell on the 400 unit. All right. So, like, Jason Isbell, okay. like, that is Americana. That's doesn't for sure fit Americana. Your kind of caricature of what Americana should yeah. be. And I could what... totally see yeah. Jason Isbell playing Hunger Sight, though. Yeah. Like, I feel right. like, I feel like it would I guess fit you're right. With the vibe. Like, Hunger Sight's a pretty Americana sounding song. All right. I'm sold. Okay, Goose is an Americana band. 100% sold on Americana. Yeah, I am. <laughs> That's I good. I am now fully convinced. That's good. Now, now before we wrap up today, um, you know, quick little touch on uh, fantasy. Um, neither of us did particularly well last night. Um, I did terrible. It, it was a tough. <laughs> it was a tough night for a lot of us. Luckily, um, you know, a lot of people at the top of the list did not do well last night. So I'm still holding my second place. Uh, but you dropped a little bit. I did I have a little bit of a drop. Um, thankfully, Jive is not here today. Yeah. Because he did a little bit better than I did last night. Ooh. But that's okay. I'm going to finish out strong. Yeah. Tonight's my night. I actually feel pretty good about my picks. Your I picks know you aren't even said, in yet. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm almost there. I'm ready. I've been <laughs> busy all day. I got up at 7 o'clock this morning, and I, I just now sat down <laughs> to, to do this thing. Let, here, here's legs uh, still hanging on for dear life shat the bed well you still have you know what I did close the gap on you a little bit last night um, you're now only eight points ahead I think six yep. or eight points um, you know anything can happen so yeah we'll, so we'll Ryan see. my advice today is go for the the eight point Turkish Hills it's due mm. it, it really is due it I don't really think is due. it's been more I don't more think due there's than... any other song that you can say is as due as Turkish Hills is yeah it's it's the one it's gonna happen um or just kind of slap a moby eight point moby on there no that's happening uh, tomorrow there uh we'll see although actually when i'm there please <laughs> it feels like a pretty safe bet considering how often they have played moby in festival sets so what, i hope you get your moby i really hope i do too that would be fantastic tomorrow is also uh jeff's birthday be careful what you podcast for yeah um so look for my eight point american woman Yep, that's the one. I think I think you're getting a Jeff song, so yeah, get excited so, for that. Uh, I'm excited, also, and I, I believe tomorrow's uh, podcast, uh, talking about tonight, I will be reporting live from ACL, so that'll be fun. So what are you catching at ACL tomorrow? Um, not 100% sure Goose. yet. All right. um, I, know, I know we're going to probably go to Casey Musgraves after Goose instead of the Chili Peppers this week. It's so weird. Is that like how ACL works? I don't, I've never paid attention to there ACL are two, in my life. There were two other stages. Yeah, but is it like they're playing the exact same sets, set times as last week? Correct. Everybody's playing the same set times pretty much, except for I think there, there are you know a smaller number of acts that are only one weekend. And then so those are different. But like, yeah, Goose is playing same time, same place, followed by the Chili Peppers, same time, same place. Like, huh. It's interesting. Yeah, I think I would probably only go see 
the chili peppers once. I yeah, and I might get was, crucified for saying that. No, the chili peppers also like it was cool, but it was kind of underwhelming, and they ended the set, you know, thirty minutes earlier than they were scheduled to. Yeah, and then it makes you wonder what they're going to do this time. So, like, you know, do Chili Peppers play? I mean, they've they've got a huge catalog, right? Do right, they play, and they they played for ninety minutes. Do they play the same set two weekends in a row? I guess we'll find out. But they, I think they did just drop a new album yesterday. Huh. So, I mean, and then yeah, there, then there's the question: What is Goose going to play tomorrow? I mean, it's just who the heck knows. Mm-hmm. It's uh, we'll see. I mean, well, we'll see. I mean, I have tonight. an idea of what yeah. they're going to play. Uh, I'm not going to reveal anything. Yeah, I, I but, will say Frusciante, uh was awesome last week. Um, I also love watching Flea. He's a good musician. Yeah, and just uh, I can't stand Anthony Kiedis. I'll say that right now. Yeah, uh, that's fair. Come at me. And Will Ferrell I hate on Anthony drums. Kiedis. Uh, yes, of course. <laughs> uh, in any case, well, good. Rick, Rick, sit in with Spoon tomorrow. Says Kevin, that would be cool. Oh, maybe I'll go see Spoon. I would go see Spoon. I've seen Spoon a couple times and it was really good. They're, yeah. they're a really great band, even though I don't particularly love spoon, even though I've been accused of loving. Spoon. <laughs> uh, I do love goose's cover of spoon. I don't know. There's something about him. I, I mean, I, I've been really into that genre for a very, very long time. I, before I kind of got back into jam music, I was just consuming indie rock and you would just hear a lot of spoon kind of mixed in with this stuff and i just i never dug it i don't know why it's yeah. just not my thing that's fair but um i would be excited to hear that rick sat in with spoon although i don't know i mean who knows you never know how these sit-in things work yeah i don't know how uh, it works at a festival do they just you know does rick just like walk up tomorrow and be like hey we cover one of your songs can i sit in yeah hey you know <laughs> actually um mentioning a, another podcast the great oh. beyond talked about this the other night mm-hmm and Greg was basically saying, you know, sometimes sit-ins work because people appreciate other people's music and they actually want to do something with them. And, you know, sometimes it's one manager calling up another manager, which I think was the case with the the big boy. It's all sit-in. Yeah. There was a phone call made and said, you know, folks were like, you know, these guys appreciate your music. Let's do something together. Maybe that happens with somebody like Spoon. I don't know. But uh, it feels like like high stakes kind of like I don't know these like festivals like I like hear, folks want to go out there and do the thing that's going to like grab people you know I hear Frusciante is going to sit in on Madhavan but you know you know I I would not be surprised having having heard what I've heard from the band about like people they've asked to sit in with them that like Peter didn't reach out to somebody in the Red Hot Chili Peppers camp and that's was fair. like who have they who have they asked well I heard that. Spuds told me at the Pines in Eau Claire that they asked Justin Vernon to come and he was just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> when was this? Uh, 2021. No, so Justin the, Vernon where? At the Pines in Eau Claire. Oh, 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 for that. You know, sorry, because Justin Vernon is from Eau Claire. A, I thought you meant at a festival. Got it. No, no. They asked him to, to come and play with them when they were there. And uh, I mean, he just gave them a flat no, according to Spuds, but. Can't win them all. They got Trey, Can't though. So. They did get Trey. And now they're going on tour with them, which I after tonight, I'm seeing the next five Goose shows. So that's pretty cool. Oh, that's really interesting. Tomorrow, Although they're all the like really spaced out. Caboose. Well, yeah. It's, what, Do you think we're going to get weeks? like kind of... Oh. 
Yeah, that's true. The years. I also still have no idea right now. I still have no idea if Taboos is two or three sets. It's Nobody so knows unclear. what the hell is going to happen. I'm excited but though. It's going to be fun. I'm well, going anyway, to see we're, the first three. We're of getting those. off track I'm, I'm here. I'm thrilled. Yes, yeah, we, we are. Will we be should there. probably wrap up. We will talk more about that. But we're going to wrap up. We're just kind of going into casual conversation now uh, because that's what yep. we do here on Always Almost There. Yeah. Um, a reminder. You can get some mushrooms. Uh, use the link in the chat below. Uh, they're amazing. Storm Sound 15, 15% off. Pretty cool. So without further ado, we will be back here tomorrow. Um, I will be live from ACL. We've got some guests who are at the show tonight, so that'll be fun. I'm excited. I'm excited and, uh, for our guests tomorrow. And Jive can show us his new tattoo. So, Rain stick. Action-packed, action-packed episode coming tomorrow. Don't miss it. Um, thank you everybody for tuning in today. We'll see. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Dave Gebro. I threw my career as a licensed hearing instrument specialist in the trash, sold my house, and created the ultimate music obsessives podcast, Discograffiti. Each episode of Discograffiti features an eclectic and wide-ranging slew of cool musicians doing long-form deep-dive interviews in which we rate either their favorite band's output or their own from zero to five stars. From Mike Watt rating the Minutemen to Terry Kirkman from The Association, Bob Nastanovich on Pavement, Bob Forrest on The Band, Bob Mayer on The Replacements, and Lou Barlow on The Zombies, each new guest swings a hard left into an area you either had no idea you needed to know about or know all about and can't believe you're not alone out there. Coming up, here's who we've got on the program. The Lemon Twigs, Robert Schneider from The Apples and Stereo, the Dedrick Siblings from The Free Design, Joel Sel on mother-murdering superstar drummer Jim Gordon and a record-breaking 20-hour interview with the great Michelle Phillips about the mamas and the papas. You're not going to want to miss it because there's nothing quite like it. Don't let your youth go to waste, lads and ladies. Discograffiti. Subscribe.